Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Men Feel. This is Andy Grant. With me as always, my co-host Apio Hunter. Hello. How are you doing today, Apio? Fantastic. We were just, just joking about how it's easy for me to get uh, squirreled and you know distracted by shiny objects. Hence my nickname, Shiny Squirrel. This week it's been an art form for sure. Ah, new levels. Oh yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, uh, this is a weekly blab we do. Uh, Apio and I are both both coaches. Um, and we work with people of both sexes, but but this this year specialized really call to start creating a space for for men specifically to call out men, um, give them the opportunity to examine what being a man means, examine their own sense of masculinity, and that's kind of dawned on this whole movement that I'm calling Real Men Feel. We have a Facebook group as well, and I lead a couple um, men's groups where I live here in Massachusetts, and uh, I think that's yeah, that's our summation. <laughs> right. um, what we're going to talk about this week is the notion of men allowing for both their own femininity and masculinity. This is something that like, we, we kind of talked a little bit about last week, and we both decided that, that was worth continuing. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so. yeah. So what are your views? <laughs> well, honestly, I, I think a lot of it, when you talk about masculinity and femininity, Oftentimes what comes up, well, for men in particular, is when you wear, I mentioned the word femininity, there come, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of emotional walls that go up almost immediately. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, when you, and there's lots of jokes that go on about the you know, getting in touch with your feminine side and everything else. And, I mean, to the point where the, um, the Dosa Keys commercials, you know, the most interesting man in the world said he was, he's not afraid of getting in touch with his feminist side if he had one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, but no, the fact that there is a a balance between the male and female energies and all of us, I think does need to be explored without being afraid, without getting squeamish, without getting into these, these labels or, or uh, preconceived notions about, you know, what it means to be one or the other. Right. Because we do all, every, men and women all wear both. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Even the toughest guy in the world isn't. He may be denying some of his femininity, but he mm-hmm. has feminine energy tendencies, you know, ag- again, because we've talked about what we're human beings first. Right. And as human beings, we have the entire range of emotions. That's exactly and, correct. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's kind of stereotypical things might have us believing only some were allowed as for us as men. But the reality is that they're all there. And they exactly, and that's one of the reasons why we've been started this discussion. Why you've been, you know, why you started the real men feel uh, movement, and I've joined it is because we had very similar paths as far as dealing with those those stereotypes and dealing with the what I call the emotional um, the, the emotional constipation that a lot of men feel when it comes to allowing their emotions to surface and and allowing themselves just feel altogether. So, so yeah, it's, it's really important to be able to have that discussion without getting all wound up inside and thinking that, oh, well, you know, if I'm expressing these emotions or if I'm, you know, looking at my, my feminine side, um, that somehow it's, it's, it's wrong as a quote unquote real man. Yeah. Yeah. There's a notion of, uh, it's the old way of thinking that having, having a feminine side meant you were weak as a man. Right. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't, it, it is an old notion and, and it still is prevalent in a lot of cultures and a lot of parts of the country, but it is changing. It is shifting. Thank goodness. You know, what's interesting is that when, um, not long ago, I was actually watching a show on, there's a, there's a new channel out on, on, on cable called, I'm actually still have, 
cable, believe it or not, actually DirecTV. But um, I was watching, a, a there's a new channel called Viceland. And there was a kind of like a mini-series that was on there called Gaycation. And uh, they explored what it was like to be gay in different cultures around the world. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the Native American culture, uh, particularly here in, you know, throughout North America, whether it's in Canada or the United States, there's this notion of being able to embrace both sides, both the male side and the feminine, male energy and feminine energy. And so though, and so that's called two-spirit in the Native American tradition is being two-spirit. In other words, people who are gay, you know, that's, again, a Western label that we've applied to those situations. Um, they, these are people who, who openly embraced both, both sides of, of their energies. And oftentimes they were revered. They were looked at as the, the shaman, the healers, because they were, neither, they, they, were, they were able to touch on both of the energies and be balanced with both energies, which I thought was very fascinating. Yeah, because balance is key, and it and it's it's in everything, mm-hmm. as above, so below, and the yin and the yang, and the masculine and the feminine. Like it just it, it's in everything. It's such an Absolutely. archetype. Yeah, exactly. You no know, light and dark. You know, good, bad, everything else. Right. Yeah, yeah. and it, you can't just be one because it's it's really, you know, it's one thing. It's it, it's opposite ends of the same pole. Right. Absolutely. Ah, Cheryl, let's see here. We have a comment here from Cheryl. It's primal fear to show any emotion, so the male perception is the man is weak. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. It is, it is very, very primal. That's why men have such a knee-jerk reaction to being able to share emotions. However, I would say that the knee-jerk reaction is, is exacerbated by cultural conditioning more so than it is a real natural reaction. I mean, I consistently look at the example of, of little kids, male and female, you know, little boys, little girls, they show emotion openly and, and readily and without any sort of fear whatsoever. It's, you know, as adults, as we move forward, we start talking about and we're telling them and we, we start telling both men and women, you know, boys and girls, that it is, this is what's appropriate for this gender. This is what's appropriate for this gender. Hence the separation of the different energies that take place. So... Yeah, because as, as a young boy, if you're emotional or crying or sensitive, I, I'll, I'll just speak for myself. Like, you know, I got picked on and bullied and, you know, mm-hmm. don't be a crybaby. You're acting like a little girl. And so you tell, oh, well, it's, it's not right then to act like a girl. Like that's, that's any, right, any, yeah. any of that softness, sensitivity, even it can expand into kindness and compassion. Just things that actually serve everybody that, that men are taught to deny or mm-hmm. not express at all. Yes, yes, absolutely. And yeah, I agree with you, Cheryl. I mean, it is so ego-based. This this whole thing is ego-based. And you know what you were talking about, Andy, about this, you know, the, again, the experiences helping to reinforce that that conditioning that takes place. So, you know, I've honestly have at times asked myself the question. For me, I've always been able to embrace both sides, both energies. It's just, although, you know, I do have a tendency, depending on the circumstances and the situation, of being a little bit more reserved or being less expressive than I typically can be or am. <laughs> and um, But it was really never, never an issue for me. Um, so the question becomes, how can, how can men in particular, when faced with being able to embrace 
I, and I wouldn't call male female energies. I would call them reserved and expressive energies. <laughs> I, that's just that's this to me how I like to uh, how I like to see those you know those emotions, and that's how I like to to refer to those emotions or those energies, if you will. Uh, and so you, know, you think masculinity is more the expressive side? I would say that masculinity is more of the powerful and expressive side, but also the reserved side. There's a component of that because, you no, know, at, at least in Western culture, anyway, when men are in fact we considered are required to be reserved. However, if you look outside of Western culture, for the most part, men are actually quite expressive, and and men are are very powerful as well. So you have that. You know, you have the expressive powerful energies that are there the the female energies or what we would label as female energies to me as the more reserved is the more nurturing is is the calmer of the energies and in my experience and i see this at least at least in popular culture sometimes for tv shows but often the woman you know it's the matriarch of the family that mm -hmm. you know everyone gathers around grandma a great grandmother and they they run the holidays and organize the plans and the food and it's you know the the women kind of run the family show much more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and in a family setting, that is pretty much the case. Because again, in Western culture, men are supposed to be simply the providers. They are not supposed to really be the, the nurturers. They provide, you know, they, they provide, but that's it. Everything else falls on the women's shoulders, yeah. essentially. So let's see here. Another question. Powerful and expressive with emotions or just power? Good question. I would say just power. Um, again, you have to kind of look at it from which culture we're referring to, since we are, do kind of have a worldwide audience. In Western culture, particularly, I would say, Northern European slash American culture, it is powerful and, express and expressive without emotion. With that, you cannot express that emotion. And if you do, it's usually done in, in terms of, of getting pissed off at somebody, hosing down, you know, hosing down the, the, the halls of Congress with, with testosterone and, you know, invading other countries. That's, that's how we tend to express ourselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get combination into, and power. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, it's like, I gotta win. And that, you know, comes out in terms of, of comp in corporate competition, it comes out in terms of sports competition. You know, we become very, very, very competitive when we go too far in, in another direction. And we certainly see that taking place right now where there is this, this over, um, this over reliance on on that power, you know, how would I put it? My way or my way or no way. Yeah, and aggressiveness. A lot. The aggressiveness, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it, it was was it the Dalai Lama that said the world will be saved by the Western woman. Was that from him? Yes, I think it was the Dalai Lama who said yeah. that. I know it was somebody from from that part of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see here. Lori has something. So to differentiate between men, uh, feminine and masculine to male and female, they are two very different concepts. Yes, I would agree. Male and female being being um, the actual gender, masculine and feminine, I would say as being more of the forms of behavior, the ways of expressing oneself and so forth. I, that's, that's how I would differentiate it. I don't know, would you, how would you do that? 
Andy. Me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, male and female are much more the, the physical form and, and mm-hmm. feminine and masculine. And, and to me, and maybe this is stereotypical, but to me, the feminine energy is, is softer. Masculine mm-hmm. energy is harsher. That's all I take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's been my experience. Yeah, absolutely. And I would agree with you, Lori, that uh, masculine and feminine is being energetic. And that's, yeah, that, yeah, I, w- I would completely agree with you there. That is more energetic. And so, therefore, a way of expressing oneself versus the actual gender. And, you know, Cheryl, yes, I wholeheartedly agree with you as far as everything. So much of the behaviors in society is ego-based. You know, we get so caught up on the ego and we get so caught up in this idea, you know, of, of being right all the time. The ego is, you know, what dominates that we don't allow for the more, the more complete expression of our humanity. One thing that uh that that I just notice and kind of t- to me shows that men are willing to open up more and it's okay to express more femininity is mm-hmm. that you know growing up it seemed like the ultimate joke the ultimate put down in, in a sitcom or something like always oh, a male nurse oh geez oh God, forget it you know like and but now I like I know guys going to nursing school and lots of you know this that that disdain that joke about it is, doesn't seem mm-hmm. to be there. No, it, it isn't. If anything, there's a lot of there's a lot of respect now. In fact, when you hear of male nurses, you, it's almost as if you know people are like, "Oh, wow." Whereas there's still some some of the stereotypes regarding female nurses. Yeah, that, and it's that just that they're a nurse, not like yeah, Hi, I'm a exactly. male nurse. It's just yeah, I'm a nurse. Yeah, I'm a nurse. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's no longer that distinction or whatever. And, and I think it kind of goes back to this whole ego thing. And and it's really important. I'm really glad that, that that the whole ego concept has come up because I really think that if we kind of step out of the way and get rid of this whole ego thing and we stop focusing on ego and focusing more on our humanity, we're and we're going to be able to really balance out the masculine and the feminine energies. And be able to to see and, and and get rid of those labels as well. Yeah, yeah. And I find that the the egoic stuff is more in the head and it's caught in your thinking. And when you're willing to to live more from your heart and do what you're called to, do what you mm-hmm. do what you love, do what you're passionate about, regardless of the label or how it's perceived, you, you know, mm-hmm. you feel better. And mm-hmm. if someone else has a problem with it, you know, let them have a problem with it. But if other people you know, don't, you, it just feels better. So I find it's like when I'm living from my heart, I, I don't have a sense of any egoic crud getting in my way. Yeah, same here. Same here. So much so that you know, in popular culture, you increasingly, you know, hear lead from the heart. You know, in fact, there's a, there's a song, the, the, the tenors, you know, uh, used to be known as the Canadian tenors, the tenors now. They have a song called Lead With Your Heart. That you know, it's, it's focused on that, you know, and and um, there are increasing numbers of studies out there in the scientific community that show that uh, you know the heart is almost like a center of of just absolute energetic power, and you know when the fetus is forming in the womb, it's the heart that forms before the brain. The brain is there to kind of help keep us, you know, keep us alive, help us survive and everything else. You have, you know, different parts of the brain. But ultimately, if we are constantly up here and thinking up here, the, yes, the, help, the, the brains are fantastic for helping us make new discoveries, to make us help make sense of, of the world and how we operate in it and so forth. But if we leave from here, if we leave from the heart, ultimately, that's going to take us to a much better place. We can, we can let the brains cooperate with the heart lead with the heart and then let the brains kind of figure out the rest of it. 
Yeah, I think it's like it's uh, at least the, the group that I'm familiar with most is called the Heart Math Institute. <laughs> yes, in fact, I was going to yeah. mention them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they keep proving that the heart really runs the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our brains are this fabulous computer, really, and they're great for research and getting the data. But mm-hmm. if we let our heart make the decision of, again, what feels right, what we're drawn to, it, it, it trump. You can't, again, you can't think your way through life or you can try. Mm-hmm. But when I've tried to think my way through life, it's a rough ride. But when <laughs> I feel my way through life, it, it's just a, a better navigational tool. It absolutely is. And because at that point, you're actually going with the flow. You know, I, I mean, this is this is going to be a very broad statement and perhaps a really bold statement for me to. But you know what? If we st- if we if we stop listening to all the stuff that's going on up here and we truly lead from the heart, we won't have functional you know, government. We won't have wars. We won't have all of this crap which is going on in the world right now, because we're always up here and we're so we're thinking so much about about all of you know we're, we're overthinking and we're overanalyzing and we're and you know we we when we get caught up in in our heads all we're thinking about is not only is being right all the time which is very ego based it's also getting revenge and you know making things right and everything else and if get out of here go down here leave from here all those problems will be taken care of yeah and and the heart, the heart space, your, your emotional heart, the, the organ of the heart, physically, the chakra at the heart. Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't think it's masculine or feminine, right? Mm-hmm. It's still both there. It is both, exactly. Yeah. It is whole. It is holistic. It is complete. Cool. So we have a, let's see here. So Cheryl's saying that uh, when she teaches her clients, uh, male and female, it's to start doing 10-minute meditations before bed. She just sits still with soft meditative music and... Or, or whatever a person off, uh, prefers, but soft with no vocals. And so what she teaches her clients is teaching the logical mind to know it's okay to be still and quiet. It really doesn't know to shut down unless you're sleeping. I would agree. I, I would agree with that, yes. In fact, and that's I, one of the reasons why meditation is so powerful. Yeah, and I like to do that. I don't wait till bed. Like, mm-hmm. But before this, before I'm going to present or speak or teach a class, I mm-hmm. empty the mind and let, you know, whatever I'm thinking about or worried about, just get rid of it. And, yeah, that, and yeah that's what I do, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah uh, med- meditation isn't just to, to go to sleep or to start. You can use it anytime and as literally. often as you dare during your day. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I am I am more of a, a, a Twitter type meditator. <laughs> In other words, I do it in short increments versus sitting down for long periods. I, I tend to quiet my mind more frequently throughout the day, but usually for shorter periods of time, like anywhere from two to five minutes. I'll just sit and I will just take deep breaths and I'll just allow myself to just release whatever is going on. So, so, so. And gosh, I, I love how we're having such a great conversation today. It's funny, and it, yeah, so it, awesome. I, think, I believe it's all women taking part in the conversation too. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. This is great. <laughs> this is the notion of real men feel does not mean this is exclusively for men by any means. No, no. In fact, I, I, I've always appreciated and really loved when women are able to join the conversation and we're able to have an interchange and the ideas and so forth because we are complete whole human beings first we'll yeah. just keep yeah. hammering away that and I know for myself why, why yeah. i and why i felt hmm, i guess again to, to use the cliche i felt more in touch with my feminine side I, I was raised by a single mom but as i grew up and as even at parties as an adult all the women gather in the kitchen that's where i'll be too 
And there was a time when I would like judge that. And, oh, I, I should go over there and, and talk about baseball with these guys. And like, but I don't care. Uh, and I would, I would be torn between yeah. masculine or feminine. Yeah, What's right yeah, or exactly. wrong? Like, who cares? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I was worried about that for a long time. I really was worried about that for a long time. And like you, I was raised by a single mom as well. And, and eventually I just kind of reached the point where I was like, I don't care about, you know, but no, it's like, okay, boys are supposed to be into sports and everything else. You know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I like what I like. And so whatever. I was just looking at some of the comments that are coming through here, and it's, it's so awesome. And Sarah, yeah, I would agree. Probably women may just blab a little more. You're probably well, right again, there. If, if masculine energy is harsher and in control and aggressive and feminine is open and soft, then yeah, you're more willing to, to share and express. I mean, it's definition of it, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I just, I'm so looking forward to the point where we can actually let go of the labels. You know, masculine, feminine, whatever. You know, it's like it, instead look at look at the labels and and describe what is actually taking place. You have power. You have express. You know, you have expression. You have calmness. You have, you know, you have uh, um, stillness. Um, you have you know the nurturing energies and so forth. And so all of those are are part of of the experience. And when you mix them all together, the labels go right out the window. In fact, a perfect example of that would be increase. You start to hear more and more and more of single dads, not just single moms, but single dads that are going out of their way to really raise their kids. And you're starting to see more of um, the courts being more sympathetic to the plight of the fathers that the fathers, you know, you know, there was a long time when culturally, yes, our, you know, men were pretty much since they only provided, they didn't nurture or anything like that. The course usually sided with the mother because the children needed to be nurtured. They need to be raised. They need to be corrected. And so, well, you know, basically made into help to be made into decent human beings. And for, for far too long, our society thought that men were not, equipped to do that now we're starting to see just the opposite happening that we are starting to show and prove that men not only are well equipped to be good nurturers but we can do a, a fantastic job as well and, and again it's, it's that balance that balance and taking learning from each other having the dialogue with each other getting rid yeah, of the labels. A, a willingness to be authentic and vulnerable and yeah it'd be ideal if we just drop the masculine feminine male female just go hi i'm a, I'm a human nice to meet you and just and just be, yep. there's just openness. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, Cheryl, I, I agree with you. What, those of us here in Western society, we love titles. We love labels. And it's nice to see that we're getting rid of them. Sometimes we're just new labels. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll just come up with entirely new labels. <laughs> uh, so, Sarah, you see, uh, topic's a huge tool in the cook for men. Oh, that's awesome. That is so, that's so great. And, and it's great to hear that. And, and you're welcome. We really enjoy having these conversations about, you know, the, the totality of the male experience. Yeah, it's not just, and even as society progresses and time rolls on, more women are expressing more masculine things too. Like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think like the ultimate fighting championships and that sort of thing. And, you know, there's women's run. There's, there are women that, uh, you know, can just beat the snot out of half the guys on the planet probably. And it's, they're, they're no less feminine <laughs> yes, still. They, they just, at different times, they, they take on more energies needed for whatever role they're in. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a question here about, um, about mixed messages from society to be a man and so forth. I'll let you take that one on first. Oh, well, and then I'll so I it. actually lead a, lead a two-hour workshop called To Be a Man, and it's about looking at what does that mean? And, you know, the earliest memories that I have is kind of like, you know, the ultimate man is like John Wayne and the strong silent type. And then we progress on. And But I ask, like, what does it mean today? And I like to give people the space that what it means to be a man is whatever feels right to you. And you get to decide. Each individual man decides. It's not, you know, people can try to teach you and show you the way, but it's up to you. It's, it's got to feel authentic and true to you. So whatever any male is authentically, honestly doing is what it means to be a man. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I but can the, say. The trouble amen. is, what too many guys are still trying to fit into a fake act, put on a role, put on a mask. It doesn't serve them. It doesn't serve the people, the family, the the business people around them. It it, it just, you know, that it's it's a rabbit hole. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. And, you know, we see that we see those images and we see those stereotypes continue to be pe perpetuated throughout, you know, uh, you know, per, uh, popular media, most especially in these so-called reality shows that take place. And, and you know, I would, I, would, I would love to see a real reality show that isn't contrived, that doesn't feed into stereotypes, right that doesn't here. try to... <laughs> <laughs> right! I, yeah! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's so true. So true. And, you know, Laurie was just saying that uh, many women do the same as far as... I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that you were referring to... Um, what what Andy was saying earlier, right, Lori? So I, I just I just got squirreled. Fitting into society, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I completely agree. You know, when you talk about those, you know, those those the energy, you know, the male energy and the masculine energy and the feminine energies, and again, it, it, there are, there are those those stereotypes that society really tries to shove onto us. And you no, know, it is so. It has done such a huge disservice to us as as human beings, and I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing such a a blowback from uh, from certain parts of society is because they they know they see that they can no longer just know. Fit, put people into these little roles and, and, you know, expect that they can be herded like sheep. We're starting to turn into cats now, you know, where, you know, where it's like, it's society is now trying, it's like trying to herd cats. We are cohesive in far, as far as we agree that, you know, there are certain elements that can contribute to a functioning society, but we're no longer going to be pigeonholed into these little boxes, into these little predefined roles, what it means to be male, what it means to be female. And I, I mean, you, you, you expressed it so beautifully when you said that it is up to us as men to decide. Right. What feels best and, for us and what right. to yeah. find. And, what and I never, like, I never heard the term. What does it mean to be a real woman? <clears throat> Maybe just because I'm not a woman. I don't know if, mm -hmm. if that same terminology is there, but, but anything, anytime someone's trying to tell you, you're not being a real anything, that's a box. And, and, and there's almost, there's nothing faker mm -hmm. than being real about something. Because it's, it's a forced, yeah. it's a mechanism. A label. You know, my mom used to say when I was growing up that, you know, you can do two things with a label. You can wear it, or you can tell somebody that they can lick it and stick it. <laughs> and 
yeah. So, so box label, whatever it is, trying to fit into the preconceived yeah, anything notion. that tries to confine and, you as again beyond male, female, even beyond humanity. It's my belief that you know you're an infinite soul. You can't be boxed in. Any attempt to label, mm-hmm. box, define is cutting off some aspect of you. Because the infinite soul is actually both. It is both. It is complete. You know, it's interesting, Laura, that you used to say that you feel judged about not being feminine enough. That happens so much. You know, both sides. You know, men get judged by men. Women get judged by women. And the, this discussion could easily go either way. No, no, real, real women are strong. Real men feel. <laughs> you know, we could, <laughs> we could easily, easily. In fact, I saw an internet meme. Hi, how's it going? We have uh, somebody, some folks who are joining us. We really appreciate you joining the discussion. But you know, there I saw this internet meme um, not long ago. Said, uh, "Why do men want to understand women? Women understand women, and they hate each other." <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> no way, I've been asked. Some of the women are like, Does, "Do we feel that way?" Like I, that, that feels more like a reality TV trope. The, the, that exactly that is that is such a trope and, and that's especially true of all of the stuff that gets you know plastered onto MTV. <laughs> you know? uh, I mean I, I MTV does some good work. They do some really, really good work. But at the same time they they, they some of their shows really do kind of feel into feed into the ridiculous stereotypes about both men and women. So um Props to the ladies. I agree. And primal fear-based vibrations from... Yeah, yeah. Th- that's exactly correct. You know, there's, there's a lot of those primal fears that come up you know, when we start feeding into the tropes, when we start having those knee-jerk reactions and so forth about, oh my gosh, that's, yeah. that's not manly or whatever. You know, it's like, love you, bro. Like, uh, we're, we're far beyond the point of really moment-by-moment survival, right? So anytime we're falling back on mm-hmm. old things that, that are come from there, they're, they're not serving us. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. As we continue to evolve as human beings, we start to recognize and we start to embrace not only the the primal self, which is up here, which has led to our, uh, you know, to our survival as a species, but as we understand it more and as we start to study the brain more, we're also starting to understand and realize that this right up here is merely the processor, but ultimately, it is the heart. That leads. It is the heart. And going back to to, I love how we're just kind of keep circling back to to the same themes, but expressed in different ways. Yeah, and the, the oldest part of our being, I mean, something called the reptile brain, and that's where all the primal drives mm-hmm. and fears are. And just well, you know, check out the mm-hmm. alligators and crocodiles near you. Are, are they having a good experience? <laughs> you can. Are they expressing masculinity or femininity? I I can't tell male and female alligators. <laughs> no, they're just being. Yeah, exactly. They're just they're just living. You know, they're just they just eat whatever you know they want to eat. They just sleep and whatever. I don't know, you know. I don't know if they have a tar- I don't know if they have a heart to check in with, but but we do. So that's why we don't have to stay. You know, we're building on the past well, instead of having to live there. Well, the reason why we have to keep on checking in with the heart is because this thing up here keeps interfering. <laughs> keeps getting in the way. You know. Gonna, have you ever been told that you're not manly enough? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I just want have you. Do you yeah, is it something oh, yeah. you tell yourself more? Like, and just is it more in our head than actual other human beings tell us these things? 
I have occasionally had that conversation with myself, yes. Um, and I, I ultimately end up just going back to, you know what, screw them. <laughs> screw what people think. I, I would rather be genuinely, authentically me. And even if that means it sometimes you know, comes across as a little quirky or not masculine enough or whatever, I would rather just be genuine yeah. me, apio, or happio, you know, <laughs> versus worrying about others think. Because if I'm constantly worrying about others think, I'm not right. living my life. And that's one of the, a lot of, lot of workshop, a lot of teachers talk about this, but, you know, you're so worried what other people think about you, but they're, they're busy beating themselves up. So just be you, because no one cares about what you're doing more than you do. <laughs> just the, the level of judgment we <laughs> anticipate just isn't there. Exactly. Exactly. And and thank you so much. Um, I'll just go by the hashtag, you know, uh, Ari Boberry. I really appreciate what you said that, that you think it's really attractive when men truly express how they feel. And, and you're right. I mean, there's nothing more attractive than any human being, male or female, when they're able to fully, genuinely express themselves in, in that yeah. authentic right, way. Right, because uh, it's another – like confidence is sexy in, in both sexes. Right. Yeah. And that's the same thing. Being authentic and confident are the same thing, really. Oh, yeah. In fact, um, I remember growing up, you know, hearing one time, it's like, well, the average woman would rather have looks than brains because the average man can see better than he can think. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas one of the most thing, one of the most sexy things, one of the most attractive things that I ever found in a woman was a woman who could think, a woman who could have a conversation, a woman who could, who could really express herself without, you know, just, not I never felt threatened. Well, no obvious reasons. You know, <laughs> I never felt threatened by a woman being strong. Plus, you know, I had the example of my mom. My mom was always a very, very. I mean, being a single mom, she had to be strong, and so she had to, you know, adopt those the masculine, feminine energies, if you will. She had to be in both of my in both my dad and my mom simultaneously, and and so I was never bothered by that, but. Sometimes, yeah, our generation, older generations, men still get bothered by very strong women, and we see that. We see that even today. In in you know, this is probably going to be another rabbit hole. <laughs> They're not started right now. It's just so close to the end of the show. But I was going to mention the portrayal of superheroes. You know how we have very few female superheroes. And, you know, all, all of the superheroes that are currently being, you know, portrayed and, you know, whether it's, you know, the, the recent DC movie, you know, Batman versus Superman or, or most of the Marvel movies or whatever. These were all characters that were developed back when you know, society was still focused on male, 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 and no strong women. Women stayed at home. And now men get to stay at home. Women get to go out <laughs> and be the strong. Yeah, I, I have a couple friends that like stayed home to take care of the kids, and I was I was always jealous. I didn't think, oh, you're being such a woman. I was like, that's awesome. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it, it's interesting how funny. I, I love this comment. I was called out today on Black for being salty and asked if her dad was always missing. Uh, just because you're being able to express yourself more strong, you know. Yeah, I'd say yeah. It is ridiculous. I agree. I've never Man, called salty. What? Is, <laughs> like salty, salty language? I know. Like, yeah, salty language, like a sailor. Like, <laughs> oh boy, I could curse like one in multiple <laughs> languages too. <laughs> There's a workshop on that. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> but no, it's true. There are times when, when women are able to express themselves and express themselves not only eloquently, but they express themselves powerfully. There are men who are caught up in those old paradigms, that old, the old ways of thinking that, are feel, that do feel threatened by that. So again, it's that ego and, and, and that's women, in. It's that knee-jerk reaction. Right? A, a woman I'm can honest. be upset and triggered by Absolutely. a strong woman because they're just not, they don't want to allow it for oh, themselves. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Interesting, Laurie. So she gets, get, you're so harsh. Be gentler. <laughs> you know what? Screw yeah. them. Be you. Right. Be you. And, and again, it, it, and, you know, we're, we try to pit men against each other. In fact, men, we're, we're very good at pitting ourselves against each other. And this issue about, you know, women pitting, you know, trying to pit women against each other. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. And again, it's the, it's these it's these roles that society has tried to condition us yeah. into playing. That this is right, this is what's feminine, this is what's masculine, and I agree with the discussion. Be your best you. Be the best human being that you can possibly be. Toss aside the boxes. Toss aside yeah. the labels. For, for anyone, but it's probably especially for women, standing in their power, being authentic, speaking up for themselves will will trigger that. It, and it, mm-hmm. it's anybody that's insecure and afraid of doing it themselves yes. are the first to attack someone that's doing it. Absolutely. Because we've also had this whole thousand years, at least two thousand years that I know of, of women having to be put in their place. Women cannot speak for themselves. They do not have a mind. They're supposed to be subservient. And you know, men are the ones who are in charge all the time and so forth. Yeah. What's that gotten us? Yeah. Exactly. Perpetual mm-hmm. war. Look yeah. at what it's getting yeah. us right now. Exactly. So it's interesting to have this conversation <laughs> while, you know, it's the, uh, the New York primary is happening and, and uh, you know, Hillary is probably the, the female closest to the presidency in the history of the country, right? Mm-hmm. All right, right, exactly. And it is, isn't it interesting that supposedly male-dominated societies are, have oftentimes, especially in the Middle East and Latin America, have elected female leaders far sooner than we than we have here in our own country that we're supposed to be on the cutting edge as far as you no know, um, yeah. equality. Like, like how long did of, Margaret Thatcher lead Great Britain? She was like like multiple ten, right? Um, long. Yeah. Eight years, twelve years, I think. Something like yeah. that. A good long time. Yeah. So oh man, what an awesome discussion. But <laughs> well Unfortunately, we are. Time is up. We've actually. Um, this is probably the longest and most involved discussion that we've yeah. had so far in our in our. Yeah, Roman so I think we'll we'll definitely revisit this topic again. And uh, we, but we are here live, um, five o'clock every five o'clock Eastern each Tuesday. And next week we actually have uh, Sean Patrick. He's that guy that loves the universe. Um, he'll be joining us, talking more. Uh, you know, the baggage of being a dude and whatever that brings with us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks everyone for uh, checking well, in, and I'm going to throw in the link to the we have a real men feel group on Facebook, and again, it's not just for men. Um, so come on in and and add to the discussion, share what you're up to, um, and thanks for joining and thanks for the active discussion, everybody. Absolutely, we really appreciate it. And it's so awesome that we had both men and women participating in this discussion because it is an important discussion, and we really, really appreciate it. Yeah. So, and, and really, so the much. big thing is be you. You know, screw the screw the box and the yes. definitions. Just be you. Be the best you. Just be you. Awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Always been this back and forth, back and forth. It, truthfully, I really get a strong sense that it, you know, it is going back into a a, a balanced 
area yeah. for you know both energies, you know both the masculine and the feminine energies, and so that we will recognize that you know we are first and foremost complete human beings because they both exist simultaneously. And, and, and even balance though may feel like it's too far to some people. Some people will fight oh, yeah. balance, right? Good point. Yeah. Right. I don't think in this culture we'll ever get to a place where the pendulum swings where women are too strong. Like, I, so? I don't think so. Well, you know, it's interesting because historically women have always been um, regarded, uh, you know, in, in, have held in very high esteem and very high regard. Women has always been seen as, as being the creators in many ancient cultures. You know, it, the goddesses were the ones who are the most revered. And in the Native American cultures, you know, even though you have the chief, the, the, the chief of, of the tribes and so forth, the actual, you know, the actual leadership is held by the women. So even though, you know, it, it's not talked about frequently, women are the ones who are the real decision makers in the Native American cultures. Why? Because they are seen as the creators. They are seen as they are held in such high esteem. So. I think that- it's under the umbrella of men still taking care of those women, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, think, you know, which I mean, I'm I'm super traditional. I want to be taken. I'm a strong woman who wants to be taken care of. I don't know. <laughs> like, Do you want to be taken care of all the time or there are times when you want to be taken care of? Right. Yeah. So I, I don't want to be taken care of. I want to be taken care of. Yeah, I don't yeah. All the time. <laughs> exactly. I, I love doing both, and, and again, it's that balance. It's that balance of being able to take care of somebody and and be taken care of simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I, I can open a door, but I, if I'm out with a guy, I really like him to do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> anyway, I'm about to be a phone call, so I want to say a proper goodbye ah, before I open the door for anybody, you know, yeah. male or female. I don't care. I'm just going to open the door for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Hop so, up and talk, you guys. Yeah, hope to see you again. Hey, thanks so much. You take care. Bye-bye. I hope to see you I'm soon. Following you both. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Great. Well, Sarah, that and and you contributed a lot to the conversation. Really yeah, appreciate it's hard. Yeah, you want to make sure everyone gets heard. That's really tough, huh? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But uh, yeah, no, this, this is, we usually do this for about a half hour. This is the longest we've ever run, actually. This, this is fantastic because, yeah. well, gosh, what a fantastic discussion. Yeah. You know? And, and this, this is what tells well. us what to repeat, what gets the attention, what gets engagement. So yeah, we'll definitely, I will make note of these <laughs> hashtags and continue to use them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because actually next week we're so talking about, awesome. uh, it's going to be about hashtag new age bullshit is what we'll be exploring. <laughs> Well, that, exactly. That Ain't no such bullshit as new age bullshit. Next week, John Patrick, that guy. Is that who what loves, you? Yeah. Um, if you yeah. go online, that guy who loves the universe, I think .com is his domain. He's got a huge following on Facebook. He has yes, a huge following on Instagram. Um, he's from the UK, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we're talking managed spirituality, positive psychology, and new age bullshit. Nice, nice. So that's yep. next Wednesday at five. Tuesday. Oh, uh huh. Uh, Tuesday, um, yes. Today's Tuesday, you. Sarah. Right. We don't yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to watch the clock. It kind of loses track, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, gosh. I, I lose track of time all the time, and I, I, I don't drink. And yet I'm always having little gaps. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. That's it is. Now. That's exactly what it is. I'll we'll be on now again later. <laughs> 
I like to joke that uh, that I live my life by discovery, not by design. I mean, I I do have places I want to go, I want to be, but right. it's always by discovery. So. All right. Well, it's good to see you again, Andy. I saw you up in Massachusetts uh, last year for the Power Up Your Life Expo. Oh, cool. Um, that's right. Right. I recognize your name, but I wasn't sure. So, so you're local. Yeah. Not anymore. I'm in Florida. I'm at my house in Florida. See sunshine. <laughs> we have sun here too, but yeah, I get you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh gosh. And, and by the way, I was noticing the discussion just now. It's like, thank you, Ari. Appreciate that. We we really for us, it is all about being respectful of everybody. And you know, we yes, we will have open and frank discussions regarding stereotypes and and uh, roles that society has conditioned us to take on. But ultimately, it is it is all about being respectful of, of everybody and, and having that discussion, which opens up about breaking down those those stereotypes, those labels, and embracing our full and complete right humanity. Absolutely. Cool. All right. I do get a run for, to get myself a, a so, call at the top of the hour, too. But, uh, all right. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, exactly. So, Thanks, yeah, Ari. Thanks, everyone, too, so chatting guys. around. And, and thank you, Apio. All right. Hey, thank you, Andy. Have a great night. Sarah, everybody, we'll see you next week. <laughs>